One of our most popular episodes so far is episode 5, where we explain what executive functioning is and why everyone is talking about it. In that episode, we give you an overview, or a survey, if you will, of what executive functioning is from our perspective as educational therapists and why it's so critical. In the next several episodes of our executive functioning series, we will be digging deeper into some of the different elements of executive functioning that we outlined in episode five. We want to be honest, though, and let you know that our executive functioning series will be interrupted in certain weeks for some other episodes that we were just too excited about and wanted to get to you sooner. Today, though, we continue our executive functioning series and the first of our deep dive episodes. Today, we're going to talk all about the POP, prioritization, organization, and planning. Let's dig in. You want to learn faster, but sometimes working harder is just not the answer. You have to learn smarter. The Educational Therapy Podcast. Hi, Smarties. Welcome to episode 24 of Learn Smarter, the educational therapy podcast. I'm Stephanie Pitts. And I'm Rachel Cap. Over the course of the next several weeks, we are going to go back and unpack several of the elements of executive functioning. And today we're starting with talking about POP, which is prioritizing, organizing, and planning. We talk about executive functioning and the POP approach with all of our students, and we're excited to share this with you today. Before we move forward with the content of this episode, we wanted to share with you that for the first time, Steph and I are going to be going live in our Smarties of the Learn Smarter podcast Facebook group at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on Thursday, October 18, 2018. During this Facebook Live, we are going to be explaining one of our favorite strategies to you. We'll be talking more about this later in the episode, but for right now, consider this our personal invitation to join our Smarties of the Learn Smarter podcast Facebook group. And please join us for our first live. Also, if you're listening to this after October 18, 2018, have no fear. These videos will live on in perpetuity forever (laughs) in our group and just join our community on Facebook to find it. We feel really vulnerable, but we're committed to bringing more great content to you in a variety of ways, and we hope that you join us and really support us. One of the best things about doing a podcast is we don't have to put makeup on, but I have a feeling on Thursday, October 18, 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, we will be wearing makeup and our hair will be done. (laughs) (laughs) Steph, how do you feel about us going live for the first time? I have to say, guys, this is a level for me, and Rachel's been talking about it for several days, and I had to tell her to take a step back, and we needed to discuss later on. (laughs) Well, this is what happens, right? I get an idea, or quite frankly, I listen to somebody else's podcast talking (laughs) about the virtue of this. Someone else's idea. It was someone else's idea, and yeah, that's exactly how it goes down, Steph. I send you a text in a moment of high stress and exhaustion for you personally. <laughs> yeah. These kinds of ideas always happen or come to me 
like after Steph's had a bad night of sleep too, and since she's, it's a Starbucks day for her. Every day is a Starbucks day for me, but it's a Starbucks day for her. It's so true. And I know, and she has to say now is not the time, and I say fine. And then the next time we're sitting down planning content out for the podcast, I have seven new ideas, and she helps me prioritize, organize, and plan. <laughs> through them (laughs) you guys you guys it's 4 25 p.m on a friday okay that's the level of what's been going on today i'm saying that if it were actually 5 p.m it'd be very likely that i'd be having a glass of wine recording this episode (laughs) amazing (laughs) anyway (laughs) back to our episode Before we explain the POP approach, we want to make sure we discuss how important it is to model the executive functioning you do in your home. And I think it's important to note that Rachel and I had very different versions of this growing up, right? So my mom had a calendar that was in the kitchen by the phone that you could look at whenever you needed to know what was going on. My -hmm. father, on the other hand... I don't think he's ever had any sort of planning situation. I think it just all sits in his head, to be honest. I don't actually know. What about you? So both my parents had calendaring and planning systems, and both my parents modeled the discussions daily on what needed to be done in order for our family to leave on time for an event or a commitment. This is actually something that my brother and I have talked about, kind of the impact that that's had on our own personal relationships. Both of us do not like being late. We feel there's no excuse to be late, especially if you knew in advance what time you needed to be somewhere. And I wouldn't say that my sister-in-law or my husband have bad time management skills at all. They're just definitely more relaxed about it. And by relaxed, I mean, if we have somewhere to be at 4 o'clock, I want to be walking in the door of wherever we need to be at 4 o'clock and realistically 405 is fine, but I get very stressed about it, and my brother gets very stressed about that five minutes. (laughs) So, But this was absolutely something that was modeled, discussed daily with my parents about we need to be on time for things, and these are the six or seven things that need to happen in order for us to leave on time at this designated time so we can be on time. For sure. We had those discussions, too. It was sort of just my mom saying, here, you do this, this, and this, and this, and I'm nodding. Your mom was doing the executive functioning of the household. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. No question. I think that's fairly common. Yeah. (laughs) But for our smarties, we want to make sure that before we even start the deep dive conversation on how to pop or prioritize, organize, and plan your time, that we start off by telling you that it's really important to model what you can in your own home. By the way, if you're listening to this episode and realizing that your own ability to pop is really limited, then that's also something that you can model in your home as, oh, if I could have prioritized this better or if I could have organized myself better and have these conversations so that especially kids know that we're not perfect in every domain. In addition to modeling, keep in mind, we've talked about this before, but I would say kids at a very young age, can start to do this at a certain level themselves. Mm -hmm. So it's important to have them be aware of what's going on or what they need to do, what they need. You might help them execute it, 
But if they can sit there and say to you, okay, we're going to ballet class. What do we need for ballet? And the kid can tell you, I need my shoes. I need my leotard. I need a water bottle, tights, whatever it is. And you guys go around and do it together instead of you just showing up with the bag already packed. Right. And I think from a very young age, it's important to start to work on those skills because a lot of kids think things happen magically. They think that things just show up for them magically because I guess they kind of do. Kind of like we've talked about when studying, they think it happens by osmosis, that it just magically jumps into your brain. Mm -hmm. So the more that we can break it down and have them work on those kinds of steps, the better. Right. And this might not be a priority in your home, but I will say that, Steph, you and I often will get involved in that conversation with our clients, especially when we have those middle school kids who we find out the parents are still waking them up in the morning. Oh, yeah. That's now teaching the accountability and the responsibility and kind of the executive functioning of getting yourself ready for your day. And it's hard with those middle school kids, but it's also the age-appropriate time for them to start getting themselves up in the morning. And you know what parents always say to me about this? And I wonder what they say to you, Steph. But they hear me. And the feedback that I get is that they're very often sad that they're not going to be the one to wake their kid up anymore. Because it's a sweet time to like come in and wake your kid up if your kid wakes up when you go in there to do it. Otherwise, it's a nightmare. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think I have a lot more kids that don't want to wake up. And the, the parents are a little bit like, yeah, I'd like to back away from that nightmare now. I think it could go one of two ways. And actually, I think both can kind of be true, right? Yeah. That they're sad that that kind of period of parenting is over, but maybe simultaneously relieved. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, there's some logical consequences that could happen from your child being responsible for waking themselves up in the morning, like being late or missing their ride to school, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's okay, guys. Once or twice, right? It's Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, if I got left, I was horrified. Like, Me I don't too. think it ever happened, but I would be so upset. So too. I made sure that it never happened. You know, sometimes maybe it'll be a process. Maybe they wake themselves up two to three times out of the week. You just have to start small. Right. I love that we've gone on a deep tangent. This isn't in our script for today's episode, but it's certainly pertinent to what we're talking about. Anyway, let's get into the pop. So the first letter of pop is P, which stands for prioritization. So Steph, I guess the bottom line issue of prioritization is the following question. What makes something more important than something else? So how do we figure this out? I think it depends on what it is, but you look at dates. What does it do or when are you going to be tested on it or how hard is it Mm -hmm. versus how easy it is? It's Mm -hmm. really all about chunking according to those things, I think. So there's several different elements that can come into play when you're figuring out how important something is. One is when is it due, which... This is how and why a calendar is so important because particularly as students are maturing in school and getting into the 6th, 7th, and 8th grades, they need to be reminded that assignments that aren't due the next day don't necessarily get to be prioritized above assignments that are due the next day. Right. You also want to look at how many points it's worth. Yep. So, for example, 
homework is usually only worth a few points, but those points can add up quickly. But also, that means there are a ton of those assignments. Mm -hmm. You wrote this strategy in our script, and Mm -hmm. I'm going to let you explain and justify it. I have a lot of anxiety kids, and I have kids that don't want to turn things in because they're afraid to not get all the points, or they're afraid to turn it in because it's already a day late, Mm -hmm. or that they don't want to turn it in because it's not done. Mm -hmm. And then those kids tend to not turn in anything at all and then tend to get a zero. So I'm not saying skip an assignment, but sometimes I'm saying turn in what you've got. And sometimes that is the entire thing that I'm working on with some kids. And it's really, really important to get a few points rather than no points at all. I'm not saying leave stuff off the table, but if it's there and it's already been happening, which I have several current students that that happens with now, Hmm. that it's more important to turn it in and get a few points Unless you have an accommodation, right? If you do have an mm-hmm. accommodation, yeah, you don't turn it in because you have an extra day. But some kids mm-hmm. don't have the accommodation. So I'm saying turn it in and maybe you talk to the teacher. Maybe the teacher will say, it's okay, you can take another day. So basically what you're really promoting is to not let perfection stand in the way of progress. Absolutely. And having some awareness of in the larger scheme of this one individual assignment, how important is it actually to your overall grade in the class. But then I can't tell you how many times I have this conversation with parents too of this one assignment is not going to have the long-term impact on their ability to hold down a job, have Mm -hmm. a family, live Mm -hmm. independently and autonomously. I promise you we're not going to be talking about this one individual assignment. Right. And if especially let's say the assignment is worth five points. Mm-hmm. And it's keeping the kid from studying for something else. It's keeping them from doing math homework. It's keeping them from doing something that's a much bigger and more important. Right. Sometimes I'll just say, leave it alone. Time to move on. Yeah. Time to move on. Makes a lot of sense. So in terms of prioritizing, Steph and I absolutely agree that you want to get the hardest thing done first. Ah, uh, Yes. So the two biggest things that we kind of look at when we're prioritizing is when is something due, because that really does change how important something is Mm -hmm. versus something else. But the second thing that we often look at is how hard is this going to be for this student to do? And for students to start building their own awareness about level of difficulty, level of complexity, and honestly, whether or not they're going to like this assignment. Oftentimes... You want to get the thing that they don't like the most done first because, as Steph always says, that's where they have the most brain power, right, is in the beginning. It's so true. Right. And I want to add that it's how long it will take because if you have something that is going to take a long time, you don't want to leave it for 9 p.m. So oftentimes in session, I will have the kids write out what their homework is and then decide Mm -hmm. what order – based Mm -hmm. on how much brain power they think they need and how long it's going to take. I'm really big about having them start to get an idea of how long things really are going to take because very often, in my sessions at least, they're very off. They're off. And that's why they put things off. Oh, it's only going to take a few minutes and it ends up taking an hour. Right. So that is super important when it comes to using this strategy. We will be doing a deep dive next week 
preview on time management where we're going to be talking about this. But certainly within every session, particularly when we're working on executive functioning with the student, I have them do the exact same thing with listing everything out. And then something, a tool that you gave me, Steph, Mm. that was just a present that you gave me, and it Hmm. was like very exciting, Hmm. was the multiple timer from the Great British Break Off. Yeah, we'll talk Um, about that next week. We will talk about that next week. But that's one of the ways that I have them prioritize and put their time ideas in to see. Yeah. We'll talk about that more next week for sure. Steph, there's one more element of prioritization that I think it's important that we remind our smarties about. Do you want to share about that? Yeah, it's figuring out what you know versus what you don't know. And go back to episode four where we talk about this and creating a study plan to learn more about how you determine what you know and what you don't know and how you can list everything out and use We Love Highlighters and Colors. We do. But I think this is really important, and I've said it before. I often tell parents one of the biggest things that happens is kids study and do things that they already know. And that is not going to help you on a test when you've studied all the things that you already know. Yes. Preach. (laughs) (laughs) The second letter of our POP approach is O, organization. We've talked a lot on this podcast about why it's important and why we start here with a lot of our students. We talk about organization of time in episode two, and we talk about organization of physical stuff in episode 15. So definitely go back and listen to those episodes if you haven't had a chance. Some quick takeaways from those episodes are... Consolidation. Always, always, with everything, you're going to hear us preach consolidation and having only one access point for whatever it is that you are doing at that particular time. So one binder. One binder. A backpack map, knowing where your stuff is and where it needs to live, and that helps to trigger what you might need to bring home or what you might need to bring to school when you're packing it up. No floating papers. Oh, my goodness. Or gross things in your backpack. Yep. I always ask every session, are there any floating papers in there? I don't even ask anymore for my kids who have been with me for a while. They know what they do when they come in into every session. And I say, how many minutes are you going to need to get what you need done before <laughs> I come over and look at your calendar and before I come look at your backpack? Yep. And they will get this look on their face. And we sit there laughing yeah, because they know they're totally busted. <laughs> Steph, I texted you, I think, last week or maybe two weeks ago, a picture of my kid as he was organizing. Uh-huh. And I just said, he's totally busted. There's floating papers. Oh, the floating papers. <laughs> oh, man. And he's like, he's like, I just wanted to make sure we had something to do today in session, Rachel. Oh, oh. That's a I was good like, one. I was like, dude, believe me, I always have something to do with you in session. Don't create more work for us. I just <laughs> that's that was a good excuse. I like it. Savvy, savvy. Makes so him savvy. super likable. Yeah, right? for sure. For sure. Um, and the last thing is a small backpack is better, less pockets. Less is always more that we always say here. You don't need 85,000 pencils. Less is best. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's in episode 16 if you want to go back to that one. 
we talk a lot about the virtue of not having a lot of options, which is counterintuitive to kids who struggle with executive functioning. They want to have a pencil over in this pocket. They want to have pencils in each of their seven pockets in their backpacks, and we're not (laughs) teaching anything. And guaranteed, six out of those seven pencils are no longer working but they're still being carried back and forth to school and they don't even know where the one pencil that works. They don't even know which pocket it's currently in. We talk a lot about this in episode 16. Yeah, for sure. For sure. The last step in our pop is planning. And what we mean by planning are things like our favorite calendar. We love calendaring. Love. Should we talk about my calendaring fail? Last week? Okay, yes. Let's talk about your calendaring fail. Go ahead. Please tell the people. (laughs) So I was under the impression that a conference that Steph and I are due to attend in November was actually the days before Thanksgiving. And Adam and I, now that we have our joint calendar, he actually realized that we were about to book flights to visit his family in Dallas for Thanksgiving on the day that I was set to come back from this conference. We changed our flights. It was a lot of last minute scrambling to accommodate the fact that I did not want to leave this conference early. And I told Steph about it a couple of nights ago and she just looked at me. We were on FaceTime and she just looked at me and she said, what are you talking about? I had the conference on my calendar twice and definitely the couple days before Thanksgiving were the wrong dates for the conference. And I said to Steph, I don't understand how my calendar did this to me. <laughs> I genuinely, I to this day, I'm really not sure what happened. And Steph, what did you respond? <laughs> I said, I think it was operator error. <laughs> I definitely was doing three things at once, which we have told you not to multitask, but we don't always practice what we preach. <laughs> the point is, is that I was so worried about missing this conference that I put it on the, I put it on my calendar twice. I have no understanding of how it got on there twice. Suffice it to say, it's not perfect if because as human beings we're not perfect thank goodness I realized otherwise well I would have realized because somebody would have told me the conference was sooner and I've been like what but yes it's all worked out now we're now taking a 6 a.m flight to Dallas instead of a regular 12 o'clock flight to <laughs> Dallas the day before but it will all be good and great and no harm no foul <laughs> yeah exactly calendar fail it's okay it happens to everybody It happens to the best of us, and I'm pretty good about my calendar. You are. You are. You are. Tell people that this doesn't happen to me. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. It rarely (laughs) happens, and when it does, she's horrified. So Horrified. So I was talking about it the next day. I couldn't let it go. I was literally like, what are you talking? I don't understand (laughs) what you're saying. Anyway, so calendaring, right? And that's a paper or digital, whatever it needs to be. That's episode two writing out your homework and how long each thing will take and doing it in order from hardest to easiest. It's part of planning. Study plan. Listen to episode three, the do's and don'ts of studying, and episode four, creating a study plan. We definitely want you guys to go back and listen to those episodes, particularly if you have a student who feels like they prepared and tells you that they studied, Yeah, that episode will be really enlightening for you as to the problem is likely their approach 
And we want to make sure that they're getting the biggest bang for their buck when they are studying. So it can be really demoralizing when a student feels like they prepared, but they actually didn't prepare for the test that was given. And a lot of the time, Steph, you're absolutely right. They prepare for what they already know. And so we give away a lot of strategies in that episode to help them to identify and be honest with themselves about what they know versus what they don't. Yeah. How do you plan when it comes to reading stuff? So one of the things that I do is I have a lot of kids that have to read SSR books by a certain date or they have a book report. SSR is what? Silent Sustained Reading. Yes. And so what I do is I talk with them. We figure out how many pages – Then we figure out how many pages they need to read each day, depending on how many days a week we've decided they're going to read. Maybe it's five days they're going to read and a certain number of pages. So what we do is we take those little sticky flags Mm -hmm. and we'll put the dates on the sticky flag and they have to read to that next sticky flag on the day. So that they don't do less than or more than or whatever it is so that it's all very planned out so that it'll get done by when it needs to get done. Right. Another really important aspect of planning is chunking. We'll be talking a lot more about this next week as we talk about time management and chunking will definitely play in. But the definition of chunking is taking a large assignment and breaking it down into what we like to call manageable chunks so that a student isn't stymied by the enormity of the project, but rather knows what they're supposed to do every single day that they've chosen to work on the assignment. And if you hear what Steph just said about reading and what I just said about chunking, you'll hear that within the planning process, students can absolutely opt out of doing something on a specific day as long as we plan it in and they know about it in advance. Obviously, if they have... 10 days to accomplish something and they choose to do one thing a day for 10 days, they're not going to have that much every day. But if they have 10 days and they already know that four of those days are completely out, they're not going to be able to do anything based off sports or other commitments or, you know, some kids just don't want to do work on Friday night and I respect that and I know Steph respects that. Yeah. Well, that means the other six days that they're going to be working, the load will be slightly larger but more manageable still. So we do have one more strategy that we want to share with you, but we're going to save it. And we're going to once again invite you to come join us on Facebook and the Smarties of the Learn Smarter Podcast Facebook group. We'll be going live in our Facebook group at 10 a.m. Pacific time on Thursday, October 18. That's 1 p.m. Eastern. We'll be wearing makeup. (laughs) We'll be ready to go. And we hope that you join us there. Please do go and join the Smarties of the Learn Smarter Podcast Facebook group. And that content will be there. So should you decide to pull the trigger on this later on, it'll be there waiting for you. We can't wait to see you there. Please join us. We're we're excited about this. And I definitely am forcing Steph into it a little bit. There was a little (laughs) bit of arm twisting, but I think it's a good step for us. And I think it's going to be meaningful to actually have people be able to see us and interact with us. We'll definitely be answering questions if you have questions during that live. So we're excited about it. And we will see you then, Smarties. See you next week. Well, we'll see you on Thursday. And then we'll see you again next Tuesday with another new episode. (laughs) (laughs) Have a good week. Have a good week.